0: Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging
1: deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations.
0: Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you let us know where we got it right and where we completely missed the point, which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com or any one of our social channels like Rumble. So let's get into it. So I proposed a topic today Brian and that is it. that is what what is it about our society today and what can Kenny G learn from the fact that we can't even agree on the basic facts that we should be discussing. On both sides of of the political divide you've got people that are or so far apart that we can't even say this is a this is an actual
1: truth. It's an actual fact. That wasn't always the case, was it? No. Well I I my my first answer is no, but then I'm becoming somewhat honestly like skeptical and cynical and whatever. <laughs> and I and I'm beginning to wonder, you know, I kind of keep pegging that the time where I notice things changing pretty pretty significantly is around, you know, sure. Two thousand, two thousand eight, somewhere in that span. Sure, yeah, and becoming like just—I remember like slowly becoming aware. Of, eh, that seems like not quite right, but whatever. Politicians lie, and you know that kind of thing. Sure, but the the more the more skeptical and cynical I get, the more I wonder how much I was duped be, duped beca- before I <laughs> became aware that I was being duped. So I don't sure. know. I, I I you know it's it's a it's a it's a well known fact that politicians lie. Uh, sure. They they say what they have to say to stay in power because if they're not in power. Like nothing else matters to them. Right. Like they, right. they can't right. even if they're even if they're really good politicians, like they can't fix anything if they're not in power. So step one sure. A is I got to remain in power. So therefore, I must say what I have to say to get the most votes. So I, I think I can kind of wrap my head around that. I think that the, the the part that is the most shocking for me that I don't know if I'm will ever be able to articulate to my own grandkids or great grandkids or to Kenny G on this podcast is the 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 massive change in how I view media and how many people I know view the like the news media. Like I sure. if Tom Brokaw said a thing, like I believed it. You know? Right. I and, right. and I think deep down we all kind of know, okay, well you're gonna put your own kind of personal spin on it. Actually, sure. no now I think about it, it was when Dan Rather said the thing that completely was proven to be Completely untrue. I I don't remember. It was something with George W. Bush. I think I don't remember details. Bush? Yeah, yeah. That was about the time. So whatever era that was, so that was probably two thousand five, two thousand six, somewhere yeah. in there. I don't. I don't know. Um, That was kind of where it kind of hit me over the head. Like, wait a second. These guys, have, I I kind of relied on my whole life to tell me the truth. Like, right. they're not telling the truth. And and is that new? Is it not new? So, uh, you know, it's kind of a long opening monologue. But, um, I, it, it's it's. It's frustrating, it's exhausting, it's tiring, it's it's just maddening, it, it's, it feels we're, we're crippled and hamstrung. If we can't agree on basic facts, we can't solve anything, so nothing else is gonna matter.
0: We we trusted, so back to Tom Brokaw, or you remember David Brinkley and uh, Huntley Brinkley and, and uh, all, all those news people and all of the politicians. In, in the old days, we might've disagreed with the politician of the opposite party, but we did, and, and we might've disagreed on their conclusion about, you know, we might've disagreed about their conclusion or about what their plan is. Well, I'm yeah. gonna do this. Well, we know they're not gonna do that. That's a lie. But we didn't yeah. necessarily disagree on the on the basic facts that they presented to us. I think that's, right. that's one of the differences that we have now, because we, we depend on the elites. We depend on the news people. To sort of suss out, to go out and to find the relevant facts, report them back to us, and then we can make a decision on what we believe about those facts. You know, it's uh, Fox News used to say, "We report, you decide." It's, it's yeah. sort of telling that now they they just say America's listening. They don't they don't do that anymore. Right? <laughs> Nobody does that. So the so the real challenge I think we have in our society is you have uh, different sides <clears throat> that will either choose or ignore. To report certain things to report certain facts, and a half truth is worse is worse in reality, I think than no truth, right I mean at the end of the day, if you don 't yeah. have complete truth, you have no truth
1: yeah i think uh, I, I think part of what i've been trying to to sort out is you know uh, like i 'll go back to this uh, Solzhenitsyn quote, and uh, for those who don 't know, he wrote a lot about uh, he wrote the the Gulag Archipelagos. Is that right? He's that guy? Isn't he that guy? Yeah,
0: Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yeah, and he was yeah. a Soviet uh,
1: dissident. <clears throat> right. So one of his quotes is, we know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know we know they are lying. <laughs> we know they know we know they are lying, but they're still lying. But they're still lying. You know, the, the point is, like, everyone knows they're full of shit. But they're yeah. still doing it, and we start to pretend like we're going along. Now, in his – what he's referring to, if I understand it correctly, and you, of course, tell me if I'm wrong, he's talking about the government, like the bureaucracies, right? Yes. Not the representatives. So they have what, what they call the Duma. Is that what they have? That, that, that's, yeah, that's the Russian of, Duma. Or, yes, uh, yeah. The, 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 their version of the parliament or whatever. Right. So we have representatives who are supposed to go represent us and direct the government. Yes, And – those representatives would lie to to um get elected. I think that, that that one of the major things, the media not telling the truth now anymore, but the the bureaucrats flat out just saying things that we can see with our own eyes are not true. So for example, right. my recently over the last few years, repeatedly <laughs> in front of Congress saying the border's closed. <laughs> yeah, we have a right. secure border. I think we're his words. I and I may be misquoting yeah. a little bit, but essentially yeah. like the borders close is what he's saying. Meanwhile, there's hundreds or thousands of hours of B roll just of, of <laughs> people just like streaming warming the border. Right. Yeah. And so that is a a completely different world than we were in yeah. twenty five years ago. This is
0: this is essentially to go back to 1984, uh, reworking reality to fit the party's perspective at the time. Yeah. That's what the Soviet. That's what Stalinist you know grew up and was was living under was the was the Soviet propaganda and the Soviet uh, presentation of the world. That's what it, that's what North Korea right now. You know what what you see on the the inundation of the North Koreans to the extent that we know about it because it's a hermit's hermit kingdom is. They're told that they're the greatest society in the world, and that their their uh, their leader is powerful, and that they're you know all these things. But the reality around them that they see is something different. But but the the presented reality is completely different and appealing to the emotional you know sort of buy in that people have uh, to believe that that reality isn't what they see in front of them, and yeah. the, the politicians manipulate that. That's what the Soviets did, and and we like to think. That you know I like to think that i 'm pretty connected to actual physical reality, you know right. I mean we like to think that we 're connected to that, and so it 's hard then sometimes to believe that people could could deny so much of what is so obvious to you and i and that 's what I think is to a great degree so distressing about today and not even considering the the actual physical reality on the ground uh, that affects our lives
1: yeah, well, I think that um. If, if we put ourselves just like take ourselves away from like thinking about government, and things like that, and just like the lives we live, you know, sure. especially like in our earlier, you know, in our, 20, let's just say, picture your average 25 year old. How many, and let's say this 25 year old is married with a child. How many lies a day does that 25 year old tell to the spouse or the child just in the run of the mill <laughs> day? <laughs> right now they're not all malicious, you might tell your kid that the dog went to a farm instead of got hit by a car, sure, uh, sure you, yeah. might, you might tell you might lie to your spouse about something you're really embarrassed you did you might yeah. um they there so i don't I think that part of it is we is we expect them to be different than than and we forget the human <laughs> yeah yeah, so in myor sitting there saying, no, the border's closed, of course it's closed what that, what do you mean we have a secure border well, it's no different than the 25 year old lying to to their family because of whatever reasons it's either if he acknowledges this, he's going to look stupid or incompetent or foolish, (laughs) or he believes there's a higher um, value in deception because the higher thing, the thing he values more is more important than the truth here. It's no different than telling your kid that that, it's no different than telling your kid that, that the dog went to the farm. It's, that, but that's I, it. The, the, the that's other thing exactly I want it. is more important than the truth today. And that, and that's hundred percent what's going on. I think that is exactly it. That, that's a hundred percent
0: it. I think, I think the, yeah, I mean, if, if you take a look at, instance, telling your kid that the dog went. The kid's not old enough to understand. Yeah, you know, and you you kind of get into you know the the nature of the nature of lies, right? Is there such a thing as a little white lie? You know, that gets you know, all philosophical. But but if you think about the things that we're talking about today, they're they're so far extremely beyond little white lies, right? I mean, you know, people streaming across across the border at the same time, no, the border's secure. So this is a big, hurricane, monstrous deception or or attempt to deceive, even in the face of undeniable reality. And it's only because of the last thing you mentioned. It's because the belief that the the end justifies the means, and even if we can convince 30% of the people that this is the case because their ideology predisposes them to believe that this is the case that's worth it even if even if seven it's like in the Soviet situation they know that we're lying we know that they're lying we know that they know that you know that that whole the whole Sol- yeah. Solzhenitsyn quote um you know okay well how can that exist in the real world if everybody knows it's a lie yeah well it's because enough people will go along with it because they want to believe that the state is in control and that Things aren't collapsing around them or they want to believe that their side. So like, for instance, today we've got two very polarized, you know, we're, we're going to, for, for, um, for Kenny G, uh, woe betide us in history because we're running the same election that we ran four years ago over again that really nobody wants. Very few people want, you know, Trump versus Biden, but we're running that and. And therefore, on whichever uh, whichever camp you're in, uh, you know, I don't want to say it too, too dramatically, but there's a certain amount of justification for, well, yeah, but the other side's so bad that we can excuse saying that the border's closed. We can yeah. excuse saying that, you know, you know we don't, we have no crime problem in this country. We can excuse all of these things because yeah. the alternative is so much worse.
1: Yeah, well, again, we you and I have talked about this to the point where I'm a, a little fearful we're I'm going to sound like a broken record anyway, that, that we're tying people's feeling of being righteous and good to this new, you know, we call it a narrative nowadays, which is, um, you know, if you don't uh, go along with this immigration thing, then you're a racist, you are, you're a bigot, you're whatever. And history will look upon those people disfavorably. So you better be on our team because, you know, they look back on, on the people who fight this, it's really going to look bad and say, they tie this to a a bit of self righteousness and and being you know more um, uh, evolved and more sophisticated and whatever. Also, we sure. can't forget you know the US, one of the, one of the major uh, downfalls of the, of our society is just nimbyism. Like as long as that's not affecting right. me, like who cares, right? Right. And, but but to your point, like about the little white lies. So we have. I gave an example of my Like the, that may be the biggest lie there is now. Although. Um, I don't know the the January sixth uh, quote unquote insurrection. I I would put that up there like that's yeah. I think that's a gargantuan. I think <laughs> over time, ten years from now, you and I are going to have a whole new bevy of facts that have come out. They're going to show right. that that was maybe the biggest lie you and I were told over in a long time. That's, yeah. I had nothing to back that up on except for my opinion. But but uh, going back to your white lie thing, just <laughs> like parents and 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 friends and siblings and families tell each other little white lies, we're also being fed a just a constant drip of little white lights. I think I I heard something a few weeks ago, something like the last eight or nine consecutive labor reports put out by the, the uh, Bureau of uh, Labor Statistics, which like cites things like unemployment or whatever. And so they put out a report like every month or every six weeks or whatever. I don't know the frequency and I don't know all the details, but um, I I pay a little bit of attention to that stuff, but I don't know where all the details on that, but they put out a thing that says we had, you know, 300,000 new jobs created and then they get to go around patting themselves on the back for how 300,000 jobs were created. Right. And then quietly the next month when the new report comes out, they revised down last month. Yes, and it happened exactly. something like eight or nine times consecutive or eight times out of nine or something like that. It was like $439,000 jobs in one period, whether it was a year or a quarter or a month or whatever, just kind of quietly got erased. That's right. an example. How we calculate Ooh. things like inflation. Like Everyone knows you go to the store now. And a pound of chicken costs roughly you know 50 or 70 percent more than it did in 2019, five years ago. Everyone knows this, but they put out these inflation reports that are completely recalculated. We don't calculate them in any way near we used to, the way we used right. to in 1983 because they changed the calculus, they changed the, the algorithm, they changed the methodology to make it look better than it does. And so we're just it's just this constant being fed little white lies and huge
0: lies. And, and this is how, I, I think one of these has happened and what makes people so cynical is the fact that people realize that, or people, I, I think people realize that folks have become in, in these elite positions have become so good at manipulating the truth. You can right. say, you can say tomorrow, Brian Harding killed five people on January 24th and it's a massive headline and, and, Tomorrow you retract it and say, oh, we were wrong. It was actually uh, uh, Brian Hemingway in, right. in uh, Maldives did this, but it goes yeah. on page 13. But your right. reputation is destroyed forever because yeah. – the retraction doesn't carry as much weight as the original statement. And that those intentional manipulations like that can set the narrative for how people then perceive reality going forward, whether it's, you know, whether it's a politician, whether it's a media figure, whether it's, um, uh, some, somebody in business or, or an entertainer. Lots of entertainers' lives have been ruined because they, they might have. Like to comment on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter or something, and then all the headlines come out. So and so is a virulent racist. <clears throat> well, all they yeah. did was they liked something, and the next day they said, "Well, no, we I, he just liked it. It was, didn't. He didn't actually say anything, but yeah. his reputation is still ruined." So the manipulation of the truth and the manipulation of communicating truth has become so corrupted that these things become possible. That's yeah. where I think the real problem I, and is,
1: I, and. I shouldn't be smiling because it's not, it's not funny, but it's so freaking predictable. Just like, I don't know if you ever had this when you were a kid, Dave. I didn't have it much. Cause my, my siblings are a lot older than me. Well, now that they're adults, I'll say they are way older than me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, imagine like you're, you're the, the seven year old kid and your 10 year old sibling gets you down on the ground on your back and pins you down. And they're doing the thing where they're tapping your chest real hard. And they say, quit hitting oh, yeah. yourself, quit hitting yourself, quit hitting yourself. Right. And at right. some point, like, they're saying you're hitting yourself and you're not doing it. or they're taking your hand and like hitting you in the head with your own hand like i don't know if you had that kind of yep. thing going on when you were a kid yep. and and you just get so enraged you're like just lose your mind you just like start swinging <laughs> right? right and i think that is what leads to these these the eruptions in the crises like the 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 yes. shot on fort sumter yeah. and and these major things is people get to a point they say okay i'm trying to have a conversation with you and you're telling me things that are flat out lies we all know you're right. lying as and said you know you're lying i know you're lying on and on and on and you just won't stop and it's just so right. aggravating so for example with the border we have people who are who's you know I, I imagine being a rancher in south texas imagine being somebody who owns property in south arizona yeah horrible I, and and the government saying ah eh, everything's fine and your whole livelihood right. generations of your family what your family has built is just being yeah. destroyed and they're right. saying shut up the border's fine i i can see how that just gets to a point where people just lose their minds. They're like, okay, fine. We we've tried the dialogue thing that hasn't worked. And I, again, I'm not condoning it. I'm not hoping for it, but I totally understand it. And and that's where in, in the
0: past. So if you take a look at, this is a good time to go back to Nixon, right. And, yeah. and to Watergate. So, you know, the Republicans had everything in the world to lose by Nixon and they did by by Nixon being found guilty of what he is. He was determined. I mean, not in a court of law, but in yeah. not, not even in impeachment. But you know, based on all the evidence, we all believed he's guilty. And so, but at that time, the Republicans and society in general, I would say, it would have happened the same way. Probably with the Democrats, um, had at least a, a enough of a fidelity to the truth that they couldn't without feeling intense shame, say, no, no, he, he didn't do anything wrong today. If that same situation happened uh, and, and somebody is accused of something, no, 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 he, he couldn't have done anything wrong. Right. Or, you know, we've, we've had in our own, in our own uh, uh, time, uh, a number of things that were said about whatever you think about Trump. Uh, we know now that, that all this stuff that they said about him, uh, the, these, These, the dossier, the steel dossier and the, you know, I don't want to mention some of the things that they said were just, it's complete garbage, complete, complete absolute nonsense. Um, but people were willing to buy it because. It forwarded an agenda. The agenda has become the, the agenda in previous eras was not always, at least not always more important than the truth. Today, the agenda is more important than the truth in almost every situation. So you can, you can say whatever you want. If it forwards your agenda, enough of the public will go along with it and turn a blind eye to it. So you, you are actually entitled to your own set of facts. If it forwards your own agenda.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, one, one of the things that is like the most, um, again, maddening, frustrating, um, you know, whatever descriptors you want to use for me is how we somehow somebody decided, and it wasn't me for sure, that we no longer got to use the words true or false. We had right. to start speaking in terms of misinformation and disinformation. disinformation. And there's a new one I can't wait to tell you about. And, and uh, I go, wait a second why can't we just say true or false? Right, And, and the answer is obvious, like why well, you can't say true or false because the, nobody wants to admit to anything that's true or false because if they are on the hook for saying something is true or false, that obliterates the agenda. And now right. we're back to, ex- again, explaining to our kid that, you know, Fluffy went to the farm instead of Fluffy got hit <laughs> by the car. That right. goes away if the kid sees Fluffy with blood, right? Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And that's and that's why the the... You know, saying things like "true" or "false" is, a good is point. almost disallowed at this point. And, that, that, and my new favorite. So, so my understanding—if I remember this correctly—misinformation is uh, intentionally saying something that that is incorrect according to whomever decides these things. Now, again, it's not based on right. true or false. It's whoever the arbiter is of facts. If right. it goes against what they want, that's misinformation. Uh, disinformation is is doing it intentionally, or do I have that backwards? Maybe disinformation is doing it intentionally, misinformation is doing it accidentally. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. I disinformation so. okay.
0: is intentional. Yeah. Misinformation is accidental. Yeah. Or my new accidental.
1: favorite one, which I just heard for the first time about a week and a half ago, is malinformation. Have you heard of this one? I, I've heard that used, but I haven't heard it used in context. So malinformation no. is something that is factually correct, but makes the government look bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know what all of those are about?
0: All of those are about conclusions. Yeah. All of those are about leading to a conclusion you don't want to have. So so if you take a look at the fact checkers, so I, I look at a number of different news sites. One of them I look at is Google News, just because I want to get kind of a broad yep. view of things and, and because I want to get, they often use sources that I'm like, that's a pretty suspect source. So I just want to see what the other side's saying. And they'll have their fact checkers that are very prominently uh, up there. And there can be things that are, this is might go into this sort of malinformation category. There There can be statements that are listed there and the fact checker says it lacks context. So yeah. this could be true. This could be factually accurate, but it lacks context. Now, what is the context that it lacks? It's the context that it lacks to to lead you to the conclusion that they want you to draw. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, all the facts might line up the way you say they line up, but it doesn't lead you to the conclusion we want you to have. So therefore, it's either disinformation or maybe it's malinformation. It's all true, right. but it leads you to the wrong conclusion.
1: Yeah. So one of the things I've been I've been wondering, uh, and maybe you can help me with this. Like when we talk about the government lying, I think that one of the things that, you know, and and one of the things I would say right now that is hurting conversation is people just using generic terms. So I'll give you an example. When We talk about the government lying. I would imagine a fairly high percentage of people who say or hear that think politicians are lying. Right. But another entirely different group would say. No, I mean the bureaucrats are lying. Yeah, and then an entirely different group from those two would say they're all full of shit. And they're all lying, right? <laughs> but but we use we don't ever take the time to clarify this. We we act as if we're all on the same page, and there's and there's no um, intentional pausing to just clarify. Are we all talking about the same thing here, right? <laughs> Which, in my opinion, would help a lot of this. So, for example, when we talk about the government lying, like I picture, I picture. If I were to go back in time, um, the government being the bureaucracies and our elected representatives are there to kind of keep the government, the bureaucrats at bay. That's my kind of understanding. Right. I don't think that that's the way the majority of the population sees it today. I think the majority of the population sees that um, all the bureaucrats and politicians are all one big blob and and it's us again them kind of a thing. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Does that feel uh, well, accurate to you, or is, or is that is that too big of a leap? Well,
0: no, I, it does feel accurate to me, and and certainly to the point of of that fuzzy word government. You know, yeah. of the government, like, or time you use a fuzzy word, you use it because well, I'm, that's overgeneralization. Most of the time in media and government, when a fuzzy word is used, like uh the government is lying or or any other word that you kind of make so so big and ambiguous that it could mean anything or it could mean nothing. Yeah. It's often Now things like done. plagiarism in that category. <laughs> well, ab- absolutely. And and it it's done so that it it has your meaning even if contradictory facts come up. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll give you I have a, I have a life rule and this is anything that has a, any food that has a French name I'm not going to eat because give me an what is a French name is quiche French escargot escargot oh, it's okay, snails it. <laughs> it's it's snails <clears throat> or cal, uh, wait a minute calamari that's that that that's Italian isn't it that's, okay I don't know. So, what... Anyway, um, if, if it has, if it has a name, you have to give it a name that doesn't mean what it really is. Somebody's lying to me and they're lying because it's not good. So this is this. So this is a, this is one of Dave's life rules here. So, but the same thing is really true. If you take a look at a lot of the, a lot of the words that we use, if we talk about, let's, let's pick another hot topic of the day. Hot topic, hot topic, climate change. We used to call it global warming. <clears throat> yeah. but now it's called climate change anything that and you know I, there's climate's changing there's things that we're doing about it and things that we're involved i'm not saying that you know everything's hunky-dory and we don't have any yep. imp- impact on it. It. i think we do but but when we say climate change you can fit anything you want into that and you can also say that well but here's the exception that well no that's not what i'm talking about or or any of these kinds of things racism <clears throat> racism is such a a a nebulous word that you can if you can make it mean anything it means nothing and you're using it for an agenda to lead to a conclusion a political power-based conclusion that you want it to mean so and the facts even if facts come up that are contradictory to that it doesn't lead you to a contradictory conclusion because you said no that's not what i meant right it's
1: it's deception yeah so so the interesting well one of the interesting parts for me is is seeing how a we just kind of because there was there was this institutional trust, like again going back to Cronkite and Brokaw and things yes. like that. Yes, there was this institutional trust that, like, if they said it, you take it, to, you take it to the bank, right. and that's still somewhat ingrained in us. That has not been yes. flushed completely out yet, and so right. we hear things, and our intuition says must be true. I heard it from a quote unquote credible source, right? Therefore, it must be true, and we act as if. So that happens, but also simultaneously, different groups are more interested in being quote unquote, on the right side of history or being part of the the righteous, sophisticated, educated, more evolved group that they just blindly go along with things that they clearly see are are incorrect. Right. That's happening as well. And so facts just become less of a thing. And specifically, the the agreed upon definition of words, what you would call a, you know, 20 years ago, we could have called a factual definition of the word plagiarism, for example. There would be no dispute about that. You right. open the ooh, Webster's ooh. dictionary; it says what it says, and yep. that's it. Well, now they've altered dictionaries. For example, yes. uh, the Merriam-Webster dictionary has been altered in the last few years on certain keywords and things like that. Or, or Webster, one of those two. I don't again. I don't know which one it is, but but I remember seeing it and and seeing the before and after and going, wait a second, they're they're literally changing words in the dictionary now, right? To to allow them to fit to get to the the uh, the outcome they want, or the story they want, or the narrative they want, a narrative, and and again that that the 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 part where we can't trust the media because they all I mean I don't know if any media source that doesn't have a bias. I don't mean like regular human bias. Like I get we all have a bias. Sure. I'm not I'm not talking about that. I mean, I'm talking like a. A significant political political bend, <laughs> bend right. You know, like I don't, I don't know even how, to this day, I how to how to even find things, and I don't have the energy or time or desire to go look a story up three different places and just, just through <laughs> and like figure it out. Like, so that's not going to happen, right? Right. And then just basic things the government won't be honest with us about. Right. And I, when I know about the government, I mean like the bureaucracies, like again, yes. immigration. What was unemployment last last month? Like, there's the, a new trick with that one. Is they'll say. Four hundred thousand jobs were created, for example, and what they don't tell you is three hundred thousand were part-time jobs. So it's really one hundred fifty thousand people got two part-time jobs instead of four hundred thousand people. But they just carry on as if like, and again, it 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 just doesn't matter. And I think this is one of the the matches that are being carried to the to the haystack. That if it does break bad, I think this is one of the things that will like send it up.
0: It, It is absolutely because if you can't trust just basic. Reality that's being communicated to you. You have no, I mean, I mean, you have no society at that point. What, what, what we have at that point is we've got a narrative that trumps reality. The narrative determines who, the narrative determines who the trusted sources are rather than the trusted sources helping to set the narrative based on the facts. The narrative determines which facts can be considered. So if, if. If the narrative, if the narrative is all encompassing, is all powerful, and facts that don't fit the narrative are no longer considered even facts, then right. you and and you have competing narratives. Then, well, what uh, the the you, we talked about this before. Daniel Patrick Moynihan, senator from New York, uh, said you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Well, now. Right. Everybody is entitled to the facts that they want that support their narrative. And, and this is the problem. And, and the problem that you just mentioned about, you know, who has the energy to go sort all this stuff out, right? There's on any, on any subject, there is a ton of different facts on that subject. And we trust certain people to research this out and to go find that. We've lost trust. We've lost institutional trust in the media. We've lost institutional trust in our politicians. We've lost institutional trust. And basically, every large organization that used to be able to, or we used to think they're going to, uh, yeah, they've got their biases, but they're at least going to be an honest arbiter of the facts that they see, of the things that they see are are happening around them, whether it was in the Watergate scenario, whether it was in Kennedy's assassination, whatever whatever the scenario happens to be. And once you've lost that trust and once narratives become all, then, I mean, how much better are we really – uh, in in our so, sort of societal outlook than the Soviet Union or than North Korea, right. when the powerful can say, here's what you should believe and anything that contradicts that, even if it's staring you in the face, like millions of people coming across the border know the border is secure, the narrative trumps all. That becomes right. a place where, yeah, that's a tinderbox ready to blow.
1: Yeah, so for example, uh, something, a video I saw earlier this week which is a guy coming over across the border in Arizona. And he's being interviewed by, I think, just like a regular citizen. It was not like a news source or whatever. And this guy is like a Middle Eastern uh, guy, uh, you know, very understandable uh, English and pronunciation, things like that. But, but had an accent, like pro- probably from Middle East. And uh, the guy was kind of giving him a hard time. And this guy who came across the border said, one day you will know my name. And it was it was not in a funny way. Like, wow. like he's letting us That's know. Scary. Like, yeah, you don't know who I am now, and and mock me if you will. But someday you will know who I am. Yeah. And so I think about that as the 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 Secretary of Homeland Security or whatever Myerkus is, yeah, is sitting there saying, no, no, the border is secure. We're Fine. we're doing meaningful. Uh, operations and we are using all these big fancy words to basically say, <laughs> explain all these grand things that they're doing. Right. And we all know they're full of shit. Well, the people who get negatively like seriously hurt by this man who says, someday you will know who I am. If he does go on to do something and you know, right. and I've talked about this before. You don't need 5 million people to do significant damage. We learned right. that in Israel a few months ago, yep. uh, 500 people could do a, a catastrophic amount of damage in, in exactly. a country like this. Um, if the if it continues this way, there's there's the mathematical likelihood that something bad does not happen becomes zero at some point. it goes like infinitesimally. It gets, so, yes, exactly. it gets so out of whack. So it becomes yeah. so. The people who've been lied to and have been told to go along with the narrative, well, one day they're going to suffer like meaningful consequences, and they're just going to say, "Eff it, I don't." I, and somebody's going to pay. And I, exactly. That's I, where revolutions happen, yep. you know. Exactly right, and
0: that's what's happened. I mean, it's it's sort of like uh, I'm reminded of uh of uh, Marie Antoinette, right? Well, yeah. the, the peasants are they're suffering, they're starving.
1: Well, give them cake, let them have cake, you know, no give problem. But, let, them, you know, let them have a half an hour of, of nice, and then we'll get them back to work. <laughs> exactly right. I
0: mean, eventually they bring out the guillotines, and bad stuff happens. Yeah. Now, you know, we hope that we can avoid that here, but but if if there is such a connection to narrative that narrative trumps all, then and and facts are no longer possible to contradict the narrative. You know, <clears throat> honest people, you and I, I I wanna know when my narrative is not correct. I really do. Yeah. I mean, you know, in, in this podcast, one of the, the principles you and I started this podcast on was, Hey, if you disagree with us, visit tell our us. Rumble channel, visit our social channels, tell us yeah. where we're wrong. Cause we want to know, we want to be connected with the truth. And I have to believe, Brian, that the majority of people in this country, they really want to be connected with the truth. Now there's, yes, there are, there are fringes, uh, in, in all, not just both sides. There's fringes all over the place that want to only believe the narrative, regardless of any facts. There's the, You know, the Kool-Aid drinkers, if you will, that only want to believe whatever their narrative is because it's their whole world. But I don't believe that the majority of people are like that. I believe that the majority of people want to be truly connected and want to know if something really isn't true. They don't want to believe something that's not true because I think that's sort of inherent in human nature is to, is to want to be, you know, in concert with how things really are. And when that, when that becomes so obvious that, that it's so impossible to ignore that the narrative we're being fed is wrong and people are dying because of it. I mean, people are dying because of it right now. I mean, uh, yeah. fentanyl overdoses. I mean, Fenton, we just yeah. the one that we're talking about right now with the, with the border crisis that we have in the U.S. currently, uh, people are dying of fentanyl in record numbers and and trafficking and all of these different things eventually that reaches a tipping point, And that is the tinderbox moment when people say enough, no more, we're taking action now. And you know,
1: yeah. I, we're not calling for revolution here. <laughs> you no. know, I, I don't want anything like that. No, but, I, I would much prefer that, that my orchestra just take the sand and say, you know what? Uh, we, we, we've done this. We've opened it on purpose for X, Y, Z reason. And we're going to close right. it tomorrow. And he, and he closed it. Like I would, that would be much yeah. better yeah. or, or at least come out and say, no, we're going to leave it open. We think we, we have a, we have, we need a mass surge of migration to, to uh, keep the society going because we don't have so we enough, uh, workers, Whatever reproduction. Yeah. We don't have a, what's it, the sustainable reproduction rate. rate. And, well, we, don't, yeah, reproduction we don't have replacement rate, rate of re- like, reproduction. Okay. Yeah. Like just, just be straight with us. You know, now again, that being said, if politicians and bureaucrats were straight with us, they wouldn't get elected because we wouldn't like what they say. And so ultimately we, we kind of are the root cause of this because well, sure. We want people to go and do things we want without the without the negative ugliness of it, like you know the kids in cages, like that stuff comes up. Like yeah. you see a picture of that, and like the whole the whole like objective plan you're trying to do with immigration goes out the window because we see a sympathetic video, and I and I mean that literally, yeah. not sarcastically. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so, I, 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 you know, again, I I realize that there's there's limits here, but I think that by and large, we all have kind of a subconscious idea of like, okay, whether it's the 8020 rule or something similar, like subconsciously, okay, we're not gonna agree on everything. I get that. But more or less these people have my best interests at heart. Yeah. And when they and when and they they may stretch the truth here and there. Of course politicians can do this. Of course the government's gonna blah, blah, blah. But more or less these people have my best interests at heart. Well, I think the tipping point you're talking about that I am looking at is when people that when that calculation has been disproven, and they're like, "Wait a second, these people are actively not just working against me, but but sacrificing me for yeah. for another group or another cause or whatever." And or I did nothing wrong. I just yeah, or just greed or power yeah. or whatever. I just want to take care of my family. The people, like last week you are talking about negative rights. The people who just want to be left alone and have the freedom to live the life the way that they want that doesn't negatively impact anyone else. Once those people have that stripped away from them. Then what do they had to lose? And 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 you know, like looking at the Russian Revolution and the French Revolution, right. like the, the the reason people got to those points, I'm guessing, not having lived in those times, is they had nothing else to lose. If you don't right. have facts to 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 agree upon, if you don't have language to agree upon, if you don't have a fair understanding of how what is fair for money, for example, right. or what's fair in land ownership, or things like that, well your life is going to be so miserable that it dying is a lateral move. And when that's the case, like (laughs) um, bad things can happen. Well, and, and you see,
0: that's where when when you have the luxury of being of making your decisions emotionally based on what you see in videos and on TV and and what you hear people saying that sound good, sound sympathetic, sound <clears throat> yeah, that sounds about right. You know that yeah, Mayorkas, he's a good speaker. Obama he's a good speaker. You know uh, Trump he's a good. Well, I maybe won't go there, but you yeah, know wh- whoever happen. is a good speaker and you you identify with what they're saying when that becomes. Hey, but I'm hungry, uh, you know. Yeah, what you're, yeah, but but I'm hungry. Or yeah. my kids, my kids, you know, doesn't have heat. Or yeah. I think there's an invasion coming. That's you know, when it comes down to facts, we've talked about this before. When when facts ultimately reveal themselves in such a way that you are threatened in your person, in your family, in your very existence, then the emotions of survival. Are going to overcome the emotions of what you see in the media and what you see in the in the uh, the, the fancy speeches the powerful people right. make, and then you will make a different choice. That's when it comes down to you. you would hope that it doesn't have to come to that level of survival. But that's kind of what, you know, in, in the theory that we've been operating under for, for our entire podcast, this this 80-year sort of-ish cycle of <clears throat> ending up in a crisis scenario where all the rest of this fluff gets stripped away and we concentrate right. only on the survival of our nation and our family and, our, and ourselves, that seems to be necessary to to make progress
1: well it, it it seems to me like it's it's necessary because we we had like last couple of weeks we've been talking about like we had the luxury, and you had another word for it um where we we have the ability to kind of not have to worry about these real right. like detrimental risks and things like that like we have yes. the the luxury, the freedom to worry about things like you know are we gonna buy a gas car electric car right. versus exactly. how am I gonna feed my family next week like right. the, we we have right. the luxury of having these other concerns. And, and, and that stretches and stretches and stretches, and then boom, it snaps. We have to snap back to reality because yeah. everything becomes so broken, so corrupted, so dysfunctional that it comes down like a house of cards. Yep. And now we have to really – we don't have the luxury anymore of taking for granted what people say because your family not, might not eat if you take it for granted and right. you're wrong, for example. Right. So real quick, I want to I move into two things that I think are – uh, fairly significant. One is way more meaningful and kind of going along the fourth turning that you are talking about. And then one is a little more fun and maybe we'll end the show with something fun for a change. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's not so dire, but, um, you know, one of the things that you and I have talked about uh, both on and off the podcast is, you know, when in these crisis eras, like lots of things are on the table that we wouldn't have imagined being on the table 15 years ago. Sure. I cannot imagine in the 90s, in my early 20s, thinking that any kind of any sort of reality I lived in a state would secede from the union. Right. But I, I think, you know, the, these things are become like lots of things are on the table in these crisis areas that are not right. on the table in a more peaceful environment. That's right. And we're beginning to see this in Texas where yep. um, the, the the state of Texas has had enough of this immigration stuff. The federal government will not yep. back down on letting these people come over and just wreak havoc on their cities, on their, right. the countryside, the farms, like you name it. Um, yep. And it's not just dollars; it's it's people getting harmed. It's people just losing luxuries they paid for, like letting yep. their kids walk to school. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yes. It's it's all across the board. Kind of, these things are being lost. And while the government, the, the federal government, is saying, "Oh no, the border is fine and secure," Texas has had enough. Yeah. And this is something I'm sure you and I will be paying a lot of attention to. But I could totally see this being something that 70 years ago, the things you and I've seen in the last 10 days. Will be known as a spark if there is a succession of states or a state. I mean, think about it. Texas yeah. was its own its own country at one time. There's nothing that yeah, says it, it would be yeah. that again. That's right. And a pretty pretty significant um, GDP it's got. They it could afford yep. it. There's a couple of states that could afford it. It's one of them. Um, I, I think that that's something that really to be paying attention to. And you and I are watching this unfold in real time. And 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 again, like we've talked before, that because we can't agree upon what a fact is, that drives it. But I, I got to tell you, Dave, I'm shocked at how little conversation there is about this. Are you? I, I am. I mean, I, I was seeing the exact
0: same. You know, you and I haven't, haven't actually talked about this particular no. thing. Uh, but I was, as I've been watching this unfold the last few days, the Supreme Court, uh, they're, they're basically siding with the feds and saying, no, you can't do this, Texas. And then, it, I mean, we, we see an escalation. We see Ron DeSantis and other southern governors. Uh, yeah. and other red state governors saying, no, we think Texas has got it right. And yeah. I, I find myself wondering, is is this a spark that could reignite a, a literal separation in the country, a, little, a literal dissolution yeah. between red and blue? I don't yeah. think it would be
1: necessarily just geographic, but it, it, it could it very be well be. It's more difficult geographically now than it was in 1860, for sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you, I mean, you, you have a certain number, and there's a significant number of states that... That say yeah, Texas has got it right, and you know yeah. how far would they be willing to push that? They do have, you know, if you combine <clears throat> uh, Texas, Florida, you know, a number of yeah, you know, there's some smaller states. Uh, you know, I don't yeah. want to speculate that 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 could happen again, but I I found fi- I found myself thinking just recently that that could very well happen because I mean, if if what what would the spark be? All of these things when when this has happened in the past. The Fort Sumter, or the Boston Tea, you know, there, there's a whole yep. variety of of small events trigger yep. big events. The World yep. War One, how it started, Archduke for all these different things in history. And 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 before those little events, <clears throat> nobody expected them. Nobody expected right. something. I mean, there was there was talk, there was preparation. You know, Lincoln was and 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 the South, but but there wasn't. They weren't just. It didn't build up at at a stead just a steady crescendo. It built up and then it exploded, as a powder keg. Right. Yeah could could that happen now? It 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 could. I mean, I've never I've never thought I would say that, but it could.
1: Well, I, again, you and I have not talked about this in particular, but you and I have talked uh, many months ago about you know theoretically things like states seceding would yes. happen yes. at a time like this if we don't if if we don't get our, our stuff together and like start no. having. Uh, actual legitimate efforts to reunite. Like yes. if, if we're going to like keep polarizing each other, like what other alternative could there be? And going back to your stories of Macedonia and Greece and things like that, yep. they used to all be one country there exactly. and now they're not. And that's, and that's how these things happen. Right. Um, looking at this in particular, again, the, the Supreme court, I'm not an attorney, the Supreme court thing, I've heard that it's no big deal. It's just an injunction. The the fifth circuit hasn't actually ruled yeah, in the case. Up again, yeah. Court. So it maybe not that it's not as drastic as the Supreme Court saying the federal government has no obligation to do it, and and other people are saying no. They've made it clear here that this is the path they're going to take. I, I don't understand that stuff. What I am shocked about, though, is I don't. This is not water cooler conversation, and that blows me away. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right because
0: I I would have thought that especially at the moment that Texas said, yeah, we heard that. We don't care. We're not going to go along with that. It would seem to me that that would be like on the front page of every newspaper that there would be, you know, you know, let's convene an emergency session of Congress to have a discussion about this. Dropping
1: by 5%, you know, like,
0: yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, we're all concerned about the Tesla's profits and what they're, but we're not concerned about, you know, a a literal constitutional crisis that is unfolding before our eyes. And, and at some point, You know, the discussion, I'm, I'm all about the technical. I love the, to sort out technicalities and think about those things. But at some point, it really doesn't matter as much if, if the, if the people are saying, well, the technical, it's going back to the fifth circuit court. And, and I understand those technicalities, but at some point, what really matters is what the bulk of people believe. Right. And right. if the bulk of people believe that there is an, an overarching the federal government is not going to protect us. And uh, you probably read Greg Abbott's letter uh, to yep. uh, that yep. described this. And he, I mean, he invoked the he invoked yeah. several pieces of the Constitution yeah. and said, look, you have failed in your obligation. And therefore, we are going to do this. Um, you know, that
1: that's constitutional crisis territory at that point. If you're not yeah. going to protect our borders, yeah. we're going to do this. <clears throat> and in their defense, this is on the heels of three years of asking them in congressional hearings like you and I talked about yeah. half an hour ago with my orcas. Like, yeah. why won't you close the border? Him saying yeah. it's secure. What are you talking about? Everything's exactly. fine. Exactly. Exactly. But he he and his ilk are not suffering the consequences of this. Yeah. And the people in Texas are right. and like you and I have been talking about for the last 28 episodes. Yep. People will hit a point where they just say, I don't care anymore. I'm going exactly right. to do it. I have to protect myself. You're not going to do it. And I'm going to do what I got to do. And, and I just, I don't understand. Again, this, it, I'm not hoping that this is a big deal. No. Uh, it's an election year. It's likely Biden will just fold and make it quietly go away because I can't imagine a situation where he's going to go down there and, you know, with troops against the Texas National Guard so yeah. like in an election yeah. year and like force them to keep migrants. <laughs> that would just be horrible yeah. optically for sure, sure. Right. Um, I can't imagine that that would be the case, but nonetheless uh, it it is a a symptom of the types of things that we are in the midst of. Right. And again, always kind of thinking back, like, what was it like in Germany in 1941? Right. This is kind of like probably what it was like where people are just like, yeah, it's a big deal, but they'll work it out again. Like, like my, my common kind of uh, thought is, we di- We just have had the luxury. Of people just always kind of figuring it out. Well, in, in, and, and that'll work until it doesn't. <laughs> and, and the danger is that
0: in in most throughout the last you know eighty ish years, that's worked. Usually yeah. that attitude works. Usually we can say, yeah, you know, I don't agree with Carter. I mean, I thought he was horrible. But I don't, but you know, this will all work itself out. Yeah, or maybe the Democrats out. said, oh, I don't like Reagan. Yeah. You know, he's warm up, but. But there comes a time when, when the societal you know, mood is such that, that a, a, just a small spark that would normally have just fizzled out explodes in a way that none of us right. have ever seen before. And I think well, that's and, part of the
1: problem. Also, the difference is – again, I keep going back to values. When we have shared values – the the conflicts are much l- less significant. Yes, that's when we right. don't have shared values, and you have the federal government with their set of values trying to force a state with a different set of values to comply, that's a different conflict on a scale that we we've not seen in our lifetime in our country. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep tabs on that. The other thing I thought was kind of interesting. Give me something fun, ago, Ryan. Have, you said you promised something have, fun. Have, I'm, have, I'm depressed. Kind now. Of a segue from. From uh, not paying attention to facts, but also lead into something that I'm genuinely sad Kenny G will not get to experience. So as you may have heard, uh, Sports Illustrated uh, laid off like or or is going to lay off their entire staff between like now and March, whatever it is. And it's January 2024 as you and I are recording this. And in large part because they ignored the facts. uh, (laughs) They had a, a customer base who enjoyed certain topics uh, certain imagery like the sport, the swimsuit <laughs> Swim issue, model yes. or swimsuit edition of Sports <laughs> yep. Illustrated when I was in my teens was, I mean, you look forward to that for 90 days at least, you <laughs> know. And, and I, I mean, exactly. I, will, I will say I looked forward to that for 90 days oh, at least. Well, and you like, it and Pearson? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh. But so they started putting uh, – they put uh, a, a fairly overweight woman on there and, and replaced, like, the Elle McPherson's of the world and the right. Kate Uptons <laughs> and the supermodels with these right. other folks. And then they – and they were trying to force this to work with an audience that obviously now in hindsight didn't want it. And so they ignored the facts, as you would yes. have been talking about. Yeah. And they went along with their narrative that you should want this. And in business – that doesn't work as well as it does in government, when you can force people in business. Like if your clients go buy from Brand X and said you, you go out of business, so yeah, they're no laying way. off their entire staff. Um, and, and the, and the, the crescendo, I, if I heard it right, was they had a trans woman on the cover like last oh, yeah. year, and that was kind of like the straw that broke the yeah. camel's back. So uh, thinking back in my childhood, um, again, not that I like had a collection of Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions. But well, not it was the one time a year I bought the illustrated. Not a complete that, collection. You didn't have a complete. Collection. Collection. I may have had thirty-seven <laughs> or thirty-eight of them, but I was missing a handful for sure. And and the one and the one the thirty-seven or thirty-eight may have had a couple pages missing, but we won't get into that either, right? <laughs> My point is, this is something I'm not. I'm not making this up. I sincerely, genuinely, am sad for Kenny G that he will not get to experience that kind of thing because already, like, and again, not that sports illustrated swimsuit issue was porn it was not right um, but the abundance of porn available now online free and whatever like yeah. you, you it's just a different world yeah and having a a, a a chance to to be in an innocent time and have that one it wasn't i wouldn't even say it was risque there's there were was, was sometimes they would do the the painted on swimsuits instead sure. of actual clothing swimsuits yeah. that was a little more risque but it was still fairly harmless. It was yeah. not uh it was something that was enjoyed. It was something that people look forward to. And it seems like that kind of thing is just gone forever because of it the is. of the <laughs> infiltration of the internet of porn and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also like physically touching a magazine and reading about the World Series or the Super Bowl, or sure. you know, actually touching that. Versus just like scrolling through your phone and and seeing sound bites and and little one liners and things like that. A completely different experience. And I'm legitimately sad that, that Kenny G and Jenny G will never get to experience that. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: you know, along those same lines, you know, my, I, as you know, I take care of my 95 year old dad and he ends up watching a lot of shows from the 70s, 80s, you know, 60s. And so I end up periodically watching those shows with him at night. And one of the things that, that, that I, along the lines of, of, it's a sad that he, Kenny G will not experience. Or maybe yeah. it will make a comeback. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Amish will rule the world in the next yeah. go around. I don't know we will, we'll see. Right. Uh, but. But the, the idea of having entertainment that is so wholesome that it, you, you kind of believe that the evil in the world, for, you suspend disbelief of the evil in the world. Our, our shows today, our entertainment today, to I mean, yeah, there was the Barbie movie this year, I suppose. I, I didn't see it, so I don't know what was really in it. I nah, but goes, of course you
1: saw it. Knock it off. Of course of, you saw it. All that. I
0: know is there's a lot of pink <laughs> in it. That's Ryan Gosling and pink. And, yeah. and, there's, and there's a controversy yeah. about it, but that's all I know. But, you know... Uh, having having a world that kids could grow up in that that you could your entertainment presents a problem it's not a great problem. There's no evil. There's no death. There's no sex. And by the time yeah. half an hour rolls around, it's it's resolved again, provided yeah. for an innocence of children that I don't know is ever going to come back again. And that is something that you know, I'm truly sad about. I'm truly sad that they can't experience MacGyver or the
1: love boat or Fantasy Island. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is going to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ordinarily talk about this, but you've opened a door here. Uh oh. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something you, you, that may surprise you, may not. Last weekend, my wife and I—again, this is this is January 2024 as you and I yeah. are recording this. I, I'm not making this up. I promise you. Last weekend, my wife and I together sat down and watched three episodes of Perry Mason that were black and white, beautiful. And <laughs> the weekend before that, we watched like three episodes of Matlock. And, and is this <laughs> and, is this a uh, is this a thing with you guys? Is this a commitment well, you made? It, it's it's not a commitment, but I'll tell you what happened uh, a couple of years ago. Actually, during the COVID stuff, honestly, this is kind of when it started. I We got so tired of the modern, quote-unquote, entertainment. Sure. And we just got burned out watching the news. Yeah. That we started watching shows like Magnum P.I. from 1984. And we started watching <laughs> shows like Hardcastle and McCormick. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, up in, we, we got rid of our cable a few months ago. Uh, but up until then, we were DVRing every episode of Love Boat and Fantasy Island. We were DVRing, and we didn't watch them all, but we watched watched them once in a while. You bet. Absolutely. Uh, uh, my wife likes watching the Golden Girls. So Mm -hmm. we, we kind of, we watched, we rewatched the entire series of Cheers. Oh, yeah. Which went from the 80s and 90s. Uh, so I wouldn't say it was like a, a, a pact we made, but we just got burned out on modern quote unquote entertainment. And we just kind of enjoy that more. Um, I don't know if wholesome is the word I would use, but but uh, a view of the world where we you can you can again maybe it's artificial and we're suspending reality for a moment, right? But enjoying a view of the world where evil is the minority, not the majority. I guess it, that, it that's is, maybe I, I see, I would everything. say, Brian, it's
0: also not necessarily explicit. Something that I happened to watch yeah. the other day when I put my dad to bed at night is the old Johnny Carson show came on. Yeah, and Johnny Johnny Carson, I think he was interviewing Dana Carvey or somebody. uh, You know, Ed McMahon was there, and 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 Johnny Carson, he would have his his subtle uh, sort of innuendo risque moments, things he would say. But it was all it was all in the imagination. There was nothing explicit about it. You know, it wasn't. You know, wasn't anything like you would see on late night today and and there was something about that, that it didn't necessarily deny reality but it, it put it in at the fringes it wasn't straight in front of you it put it at the fringes of your perception so you could laugh at it you could have fun
1: with it but you didn't have yeah. to necessarily confront it head on, head on. and you i know, think you just you just did something that we we talked about a couple of weeks ago that I didn't really connect it until you just said this. Now Perry Mason's not a good example, but Matt or not. Matt would be a good example. Cheers for sure. Yeah. The love boat. People would laugh at themselves. Yeah, Absolutely it was people were okay in fact almost invited being the butt of the joke sometimes Absolutely Which is yes. you, don't, you yeah. don't see that anymore all right uh you and i we're running long here yep. first of all congratulations dave on making it through an episode with the flu i appreciate you know? coming through even though you don't feel well <laughs> yet you, you were way more talking than i expected i expected a lot of mm-hmm but, you, <laughs> but you, you filled half the time even even though you're sick so good job on that um for those of you listening. Go check out our, our Rumble channel, uh, unsilentpodcast.com. Like Dave said, we do want to hear, like, if you think you guys are completely full of it, what how you guys are describing this to Kenny exactly. G, who's, who's a middle-aged person in the year 2090 is completely wrong. Tell us. I'd love to hear your perspective. And we we want we to wanted explain what this moment in time is like. Dave and I think that we're going to go through some uh, noteworthy periods of time ahead of us, however it unfolds. We have no idea, of course. But we want to just explain what this moment in time is like as we're going through it. And that's what we're trying to do for somebody who lives around 70 years from now. And so, with that, uh, we'll wrap up for this week. Thanks again, Dave. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. See you next week. And uh, that's it like for this week. And we'll talk to you all next week. Do you want to be unsilent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion.